You're listening to the Morning Buzz. To the Morning Buzz. To the Morning Buzz. The Morning Buzz on 90.3. 90.3. 90.3. 90.3 WMSC. WMSC. WMSC Upper Montclair. Upper Montclair, New Jersey. Good morning, radio listeners. You're listening to 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. And this is the Friday edition of the Morning Buzz. And I'm Leslie Gallagher, joined by my co-host... Jake Getz. And our newscaster. And a broadhead. And our sportscaster. Cameron Martin. And behind the scenes, of course, is our assistant producer, Kenny Horn. And we got a good show today. What are we going to be talking about today, Jake? Oh, man. What are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about Rutgers requiring students to take the vaccine if they want to come back on campus next semester. Crazy. Uh, and new elect... Uh, wait. Never mind. Um... <laughs> And uh, some people are lying to get their COVID vaccines. And uh, a really unfortunate story about an arrested development star. But we'll get it that we'll get into that when uh, when it's time. I don't want to start crying now. Yeah, I'm not ready. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, to dive into some hard news today, we've got Anna Broadhead with her news. Good cast. morning, Buzz listeners. This is Anna Broadhead bringing you this morning's top news stories. In international news, a large shipping container, which is almost a quarter of a mile long, is stuck in the Suez Canal. After strong winds caused the ship to get lodged on one of the canal's banks on Tuesday, the shipping container has caused serious backups in one of the world's most important shipping lanes. An Egyptian salvage company is working to get the ship out, but warns it could take days or even weeks to solve the issue. In the American Southeast, tornadoes and violent storms hit communities and caused the deaths of at least five people. The storm started just west of Birmingham, Alabama and traveled north through the state. Officials are warning residents of Georgia, South Carolina, and even those as far north as Tennessee to be prepared for the storm to hit them. Our thoughts are are with those who have been affected during this time. Now some uplifting news out of New Jersey. A cat named Alexander has just been reunited with his family in South Jersey after two years of being missing. After Alexander slipped out of a screen door two years ago, he's been roaming the streets as a stray. He was brought into an animal shelter by a stranger and his microchip led vets to his family's and his eventual reunion. Montclair State students received a promising announcement this past week that the university plans to provide students with a, quote, new normal, unquote, experience for the fall 2021 semester. The university is planning to offer a full range of in-person classes, in-person student events, and to have the residence halls at full capacity if COVID allows. And now for a quick weather report. It's going to be a cloudy day in Montclair. The high for the day is 78 degrees and the low is 49 degrees and sunset will be at 7.16 p.m. tonight. That's it for today's news update. This is Anna Broadhead reporting for WMSC 90.3. Thank you, Anna. I liked all of your newscasts except the part where you said it's going to be cloudy and misty today because I'm just not a fan. Although it's really yeah. not your fault. So I guess I can't blame you. <laughs> a high of 78. So a high of 78. For. But like, it's still kind of yucky. I mean, at least when I walked here, it was very like misty and just like a little humid. Yeah. Wait, muted. It could be kind muted. of a vibe, the misty thing, you know? Like, yeah. it could be like, you could feel like you're in, like, the fog or something, like the horror movie. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it was a foggy morning. I And especially when it's, like, at night, it's, it can, it can feel like a horror movie. Yeah, it gets spooky, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. 
you know what's what's so sad about the the fog here in Montclair is normally when I'm walking here I can kind of like see the skyline as I'm coming here and the sun's rising and it's really beautiful but when it's super foggy it's just you look out and it's just like nothing clouds yeah (laughs) one of those things that like you wish that you were able to uh, get get a good view of well anyways we've got our sports cast with Cam Martin Cam take it away all right, so a lot of uh, NBA trade happened yesterday. Uh, the trade deadline was occurred yesterday, and there were 16 trades that went on. Uh, we're going to talk about the top, the top five. Miami got Victor Oladipo in exchange for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olenek, and a draft swap with Houston. Um, can you guys hear me now? Um, yeah. The Clippers received Rajon Rondo from the Atlanta Hawks for Lou Will and two second-round picks. The Trailblazers received Norman Powell from the Raptors for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. The Bulls got Nikolai Vucevic and Alfred Camino from the Magic for Wendell Carter, Otto Porter, and two second-round draft picks. And the Nuggets got Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark from the Magic for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first-round pick. A lot of Garys got traded yesterday. And the rumor that Kyle Lowry will be traded proves to be false. He will finish the season as a Raptor and then most likely hit the free agent market. And recap-wise, Miami took on Portland in the American Airlines Arena. T.J. McCollum was playing like a man on a mission, finishing with a game-high 35 points. Dame Lillard hit the decisive trio of free throws, giving the Trailblazers a 125-122 victory. The Sixers had it west, the Staples Center, to take on the defending champs. The Lakers, missing LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they look, they look lost out there. Danny Green hit eight threes en route to a 28-point performance, and a 109-101 Sixer victory. Alec Bergsgate had a 27-point performance and gave the Knicks a 106-102 victory over Washington. The Knicks look like a serious contender, maybe not this season, but in the near future, they might have a championship or two. And MSU Athletic News, after being down 1-0 to the rival Pioneers, women's soccer team surged towards a four-goal second-half performance. Sophia Ambrosio knocked in two goals, and Jesse DeSarmo hit a deep goal outside the, go- the goalie's box. Baseball played a doubleheader yesterday. Seven hours of baseball against NJCU. They handled business the first time around, winning 12-3. Game two, however, was high in drama. Entering extra innings, the Gothic Knights took a, took a two-run lead, but Brody Lay and Joe Norton decided the game was not over yet. Heading into the bottom of the 11th, Montclair trailed two once again, but Andrew Al- Allworther got on base, Mike Murphy got on base. Eric Hafner got offered a sacrifice, but got on base anyway. Sam Angelo gets hit by a pitch with bases loaded, giving Montclair a run. Brad Edwards gets walked, allowing another Montclair run to tie the game up. Then Anthony Marino hits a walk-off single to give Montclair the one the 11-10 victory. An absolute thriller last night. And the women's volleyball team took on Stockton, the top, the top seed. And... Unfortunately for Montclair, the uh, it, it, the season of dreams came to an end as Stockton handled them. Uh, it was still an exciting time to watch and uh, being able to be a fan of them this season. Um, looking forward to see what they can achieve this upcoming fall. And, um, you know, I'm just really excited to see what uh, Montclair State can do next season, redemption season. Yeah, me too. It's always good to root for your own teams you know <laughs> yeah and that's it with the sports for today amazing awesome. thank, thank you, you cam, cam. <laughs> well said thank you at the same time look at us jake <laughs> you're very i was i was very riveting sports 
Very sports. sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you and me, all about them yeah. sports. <laughs> well, anyways, let's move on to our first story because I feel like we've got a lot to talk about today, and most of it is COVID-related news, but it's not too, I don't know, intense. I guess I don't know how to phrase it, but you know, COVID news is sometimes really sad. This is just a lot of these stories are just crazy i don't i don't know the word i'm looking for but okay the first one isn't crazy all right so we'll jump into it <laughs> how, how about you do it jake <laughs> oh for sure Rutgers will require students to get vaccinated in the fall Rutgers university will require students to get vaccinated against covid19 before the fall semester announced yesterday uh this is coming from nj.com uh over seventy thousand student school uh will allow medical and religious exemptions but other than that, it's required. Uh, their goal is to make the safest campus in America. Uh, it will not require a facility and staff to get vaccinated. Uh, Faculty. And, uh, wow, I don't know how to read. It's okay. Faculty, wow. Yeah, vaccine staff won't be required to get it, but students will. Okay, and it sounds like the governor, Governor Murphy came out and supported this just uh, as a good mandate to ensure safe reopening. And um, yeah, so, and this is not just at the Newark campuses, it's all of their campuses across like, um, I don't know, there's more than one. So I think there's three. There's three. There's yeah. three, right? Yeah. Rutgers Camden, Rutgers New Brunswick, and uh, Rutgers Newark. Yeah, wait, yeah. Cam, can you go to Rutgers? Oh, right. Me? No. No? Uh, oh, I'm thinking of somebody else. Oh, I'm thinking of our producer. No, oh, yeah. Our producer did, yeah. I thought maybe both Kenny. of you did. I have no idea where oh, I got no, that no. from. I know you gave me Rutgers vibes. Maybe it's just because your shirt's red, but it says Montclair State. I don't know what's wrong with me today, but <laughs> it's, the, it's the weather. It's the weather getting to the, the weather is bugging me out. <laughs> Wait a second. So that's kind of odd. You need to get the vaccine. Yeah, I understand quiet. this. I like do. I don't know. I understand if, it, and I don't yeah. even think it's a bad thing. It's just, I, it feels really soon to me. Really? Uh, getting, I mean, like maybe, maybe like by the time it's september which maybe feels like oh like next semester sounds really close but honestly it is months away so maybe that's why they're just taking this precaution letting people know like you need to get vaccinated before you come to our campus we're letting you know months in advance you know yeah no. so that that part makes sense yeah. to me to me it's kind of like i get i get that they want to be safe and all but at the same time requiring a vaccine yeah it's like at the it does feel a little strong right yeah it's like, like that's it's, that's a lot like a lot to ask of some people who especially don't feel comfortable taking it taking yeah it. and just i don't know maybe people in general like i don't know I don't, I don't know it's just i understand why they're requiring it and and how it eventually in our future i mean this thing i mean i think vaccines will be required for like it'll become like a standard i think you know the covid19 vaccine kind of like how we get the flu although that's not required but like yeah. you know like if you're dorming on campus here you need to have like your flu vaccine was um a requirement for montclair students who live on campus i remember this getting an email this, oh, yeah, this year it was and in yeah, a normal year it wasn't semester. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think Rutgers should probably, like, if they're going through with this, maybe be more proactive about helping students get the vaccine. Yeah. Because I know right now a lot of students are probably, like, they don't even know yeah, they where don't to know go. When they, 
fucking get it. What if they can't like, get an appointment and then they're not allowed on campus? Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. if you think about it, August is a couple months away and you need to prep, you know, unless you're getting Johnson & Johnson, you need to prep mm-hmm. a month before that date so you can get, you yeah. know, both your doses. So I feel like maybe Ruck- if Rutgers set up like um, a vaccination on site on their campuses, I feel like that would encourage students a lot more to... It was, it was mentioned in this article how that is in the works, but not quite yet done yet, but they're looking into it, I'm pretty sure, because, I mean, I guess they want to make it accessible to everyone yeah. as, as much as possible. I mean, if you're not eligible, you're not eligible, but I mean, we can get that to our next story there, <laughs> a little bit of foreshadowing, <laughs> but I mean, so I feel like the thing with uh, New Jersey schools is that once one school kind of yeah. does something... The rest sort of follow. Yeah. And so do you guys think this will happen Ooh. at Montclair State? Uh, um, question. I wouldn't be surprised, to be honest. It, It's very, like, it kind of makes sense. It's, like, especially because, like, I feel like vaccines are, like, the entire reason we feel comfortable going back. So if people aren't getting them, that's kind of a problem. Which, I don't know. It's hard because I know, like... If people don't feel comfortable getting it, it's like, that's kind of tough, but it's also yeah. like, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm not really sure how to. Yeah. And it's, it's also just like, it, it reminds me of how and vaccines mm. and how like you shouldn't be forcing someone to get a vaccine if they don't trust it. Like it's, it's, I, I understand if you yeah. don't want to get it, like it's. Yeah, it's just not. It doesn't seem fair, and I, I don't know. I think I think on a, an email we got back in here, um, they said that they weren't. Monthly said that they weren't going to require. You see, uh, all the New Jersey school follow, follow along. Mm-hmm. They change it up about what what they really want out of out of the student body. Right. Um. I, I, I'm not, I have no say in what it was shot for mm-hmm. because just like, it, it's, it's still up in the air for me. Yeah. But, it's, it's really early on. I mean, the vaccine, like it's kind of just came out. I mean, not yeah. like just came out, but, but like, like it's, yeah, it's, it's still, still unavailable to a lot of people. Yeah. 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 It's um, not like I can just which, pop up to a CVS and get it right now. Yeah. Which yeah. hopefully <laughs> will be, won't be the case by the time the fall semester is starting because yeah. I believe if you've been following the buzz or, you know, just news <laughs> in general, but it should be the buzz. should be the uh, buzz. Yeah. Yeah. Who are you? Are you cheating on me? Uh, <laughs> no, but if you've been following the news, you know that Biden said that it should be like available to everyone in America by May 1st, which yeah. is pretty right. well before. Sorry, every adult though. Every adult. Well, oh, I guess like I don't know, eighteen. Eighteen and or no, no, wait, it might be sixteen though. I'm not. Oh, that's even better. So college kids, basically. So college kids. So so no issue there. Mm -hmm. I think the the hope too is that enough people are willing to get the vaccine to kind of start building that herd immunity and you know still have precautions in place. But I think that as a whole will like secure a campus if you know even 50 percent of their student body got vaccinated i think that would be huge yeah yeah that's the thing is i was thinking about that and i was like what if they they're saying right now that they're going to require it for everybody right and then i'm wondering like because you can't i mean yeah you could heavily enforce that everyone gets this and prove it 
but I'm wondering like if they maybe made that rule a bit looser for those who don't feel comfortable getting it if 70% of them get it but then that's also an unfair rule because then it's like not everybody but it's enough for herd immunity at least for that camp I don't know mm-hmm. yeah herd immunity is complicated it's I don't complicated. know <laughs> I feel like I don't know I know there is yeah I know there's definitely science behind herd immunity but I feel like mm-hmm. I don't We're know. not even close to getting there. Yeah, yet. whenever somebody brings it up with COVID, it just sounds like kind of coke to me. I don't know, <laughs> but I don't. I, I, that's I, just I, my inclination. I don't think that's based on anything. Right. I don't know. I'm right now as as far as like the U.S. goes, it's like I think the U.S. is technically like around ten percent vaccinated or full or mostly uh, or partially. Yeah, that sounds right. So I think for herd immunity, it needs to be like seventy or eighty one of those two or somewhere in the in between but i don't know covid is so weird and like new that i don't know i still don't know the rules of this place yeah <laughs> covid's new territory it's, yeah it's, really. that's, that's about my pay grade boss well <laughs> moving on would you guys if you were really picture yourself being very desperate to get vaccinated and like go to florida or something selfish like that would you lie to get the vaccination wow. me personally absolutely not that was this that was pretty crazy i feel like what? um i feel like yeah probably not i feel like i should <laughs> I say that not. before i say anything <laughs> like for legal reasons probably not but i also feel like it kind of depends on like what i'm lying about like if i'm gonna say like mm. do i have like a serious medical condition that's messed up yeah it know? is messed up but like i don't know if it's like I don't know something trivial. I feel like it's like not if a big you deal. like, let's say you lied about your occupation. I lied. You're yeah, like, like let's say you know. lied about oh, I work in a grocery store when you really don't. Yeah. No, oh wait, that's actually kind of messed up. I think then that you're Being what an essential is, worker. Right. What if you're a you know? part of the grocery store? What if you're what a part of grocery? What, what, what if you're applying to be a part of the grocery store? I think that I think that would count. I mean, technically, you've been secured employment, but if you plan on working in a grocery store or an environment like that, I, I feel like that counts as long as you're following through and you're being honest about it. I mean, they, they I guess they won't really know. That's the thing. yeah, true. That's yeah, true. I think the intentions are good, kind mm-hmm. of. That you know they're like enthused about getting the vaccine, but I think yeah when the beginning of like the rollout started i think that's like really not okay because they were so limited but right. i feel like yeah. now at this point to be like if you're like if you really want to get it you could be like i have like really bad sinus issues does that qualify me you know yeah maybe stretch the truth slightly because i feel like now there isn't the you know huge need because mm-hmm. more vaccines right. are being rolled out that's the hope i would say yeah i think yeah. the the kind of what's going on now is like the issue is these vaccine or yeah the, <laughs> i was like is that the right plural yeah vaccine i don't know um the vaccines have to be kept in this certain temperature and if they're out too long or something they are yeah. literally useless so they do have extras technically and if people aren't scheduling appointments and or or they miss an appointment then mm-hmm. you know that's and people miss appointments all the time it's a busy world even when you've, you're on zoom calls you know so i mean it makes sense that there's probably like extra that it someone should get it but i i mean okay well 
so this this is basically where this is all coming from if you're listening um this story from the washington post it was about this woman who had a friend who both of them this woman and her friend weren't qualified they weren't eligible you know to get the vaccine and this woman's friend um decided to like sign up and like lie about her career saying that she worked in some sort of medical field to get the vaccine and when she came back to her friend after she got it she was like oh my god they didn't even question my career I got it and I'm so excited like woohoo I got the vaccine girl and her friend was just like what like I'm not excited for you like this is like weird like you probably shouldn't have done that what's worse is that this this woman who the not the friend the main the main the main lady (laughs) her her mother which this is something that's really sad is her mother is a recovered cancer patient and for some reason she's not yet eligible and so this created kind of an ethical dilemma i suppose in this woman where it's like yeah she's happy for her friend who got it who doesn't really have any medical conditions or urgencies and she got the vaccine but her own mother is waiting her turn patiently who needs it more is not has not gotten it yet Mm. wow yeah i can can see both sides of it now like now that you mentioned i can see because on one hand, you know, she's, the daughter is out, it's usually out more, more susceptible than that. And, um, you know, she's trying to look, basically look out for her mom anyway. But at the same time, you know, she didn't need, she didn't need it. Her mom's right. the one that, her mom's the one that's, that is uh, more susceptible to um, COVID. And for someone like that, it's like, at the same time, um, being able to uh, not have, not have access to getting the vaccine. It just, just makes you wonder, like how, how how cruel are people's how how cruel are people's intentions really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like people who are jumping the line. I mean, not to like make assumptions about people, but if you're willing to like lie to get it, it's probably because you're the kind of person who doesn't want to social distance or wear a mask, and you probably want to be going out and doing things and like, oh, I got the vaccine, I don't mm-hmm. have to wear a mask, which yeah. is also not how it works, by yeah. the way. I feel like it's the same kind of vibe. <laughs> yeah, not my I kind mean, of people. <laughs> I'm a little surprised that they didn't ask for any sort of documentation. Um, yeah, when I had that's... to go, I had to bring a, a letter from the owner of the office I work at that states oh. I'm an employee there and I had to print out a paycheck as well just to See, like that makes have, sense. have proof that I worked there. Um, so especially if you work up, excuse me, work in a place like a doctor's office you know sometimes it's hard to prove that you have a medical condition and i don't think that i don't should be questioned i don't think you even can right because of hipaa laws i mean yeah right i mean but i feel like doctor. at a doctor's office like yeah there's easy proof of that and you could be taken away from actual doctors who are exposed all the time which seems very inconsiderate so i'm, I'm surprised they didn't ask for documentation now what happens if, what happens if they caught you that's a yeah. really good question. Like, no, what are they gonna do? Take I, it out of your blood? <laughs> that's like, like that was my first thought. Like, like they can't like suck it out. Like that's yeah. that's not how that works. Like, what would they even um, do? Would you get in trouble for that? Like, I I'm, don't know. I feel like look. it's just like I don't know. I could see like a sort of legal version of just like what the heck, dude. You know, like it's not like they could arrest you. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't that's, really know what. I mean, happen. I guess technically. Wait, I don't know. Is that what fraud is? Like, could this be considered fraud? I mean, it is is lying. It would to get be fraud, I would think. 
I would assume it's a little fraudulent. You're doing a fraudulent thing. But is it just better to to get the second dose and have another vaccinated person in the world? You know, give them a fine, but be like, you know, we have the second dose for you. Get it anyways. If you already got the first, you know, I mean, why might as well? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Not that I don't really support people yeah. doing that, but like, I don't know if you already got it. I get, and you got away with it. I, mean, I guess like, I don't what know. What are you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and I think the first dose is like if you get one of the two dose ones, and it's you're the first dose is like what sixty percent mm-hmm. immune or protected or oh something. Boy, I don't know. Something like that, and then the second one is like ninety something depending on which one but mm. so yeah i guess there would be no legal repercussions but i feel yeah, like you'd have that on your conscience you have yeah. that ethical dilemma mm, self and uh <laughs> and uh, here here's another question going back to this whole friend friendship story is if you had a friend like a really close friend who did this would you still be friends with them um and i would judge them like <laughs> i would judge them but like i don't know I wouldn't like. <laughs> I feel like if a friend did that, like I don't know, it'd be kind of like. I feel like it'd be the type of friend that would do something. Like Stage, that. maybe I'd be a little bit more open, just because there is so much more vaccine rollout. Sure. But in the very beginning, I definitely would have been. Oof. Yeah. Um, a little bit upset because you're taking it from the essential workers. That is true. That does change it a little that's, bit that's, there. Think the same thing. I don't, don't want to you know, associate if, you know, there's taken away away from people that need it more than uh, they do. But since there's more to use, it's not really overly a issue for me. Yeah. Right. All right. I think it's time to get a little sad or even more sad than I normally I'm am. You know, <laughs> um, I think that's, <laughs> I think that's fair. Uh, the sad news. I guess yeah. I, I, I don't think I could bear it. I understand. Um, Okay, so um, Arrested Development actress Jessica Walter unfortunately passed away, um, or the news was reported yesterday, and she was 80 years old. I I love the show mm. Arrested Development. She played Lucille Bluth, who was the mother, who, but she oh, was yeah, phenomenal so bad. in that she, role. She played her so well. That was like, absolutely. Oh I can't imagine anyone else playing that role. I know, right? Seriously, like she she was a great actress she was also in the show archer and her first significant lead was in clint eastwood's 1971 thriller play misty for me uh, where she played uh, a stalker i believe and i have never seen this movie and now i now i need to because yeah i need to see her in it and honor her legacy 1971 um, wow i know right like i feel like i never i never heard of that movie but like i, I feel like i should have like clint eastwood you know <laughs> yeah i don't know i feel like he's been in a lot of movies yeah and only like two of them are like worth it. i don't know <laughs> he's kind of a well-known know. name i guess but yeah um but yeah she she was brilliant i i really loved her role she made that show I mean, it, it's a funny show, right? I mean, like, of course, yeah. I'll acknowledge that some of the jokes are outdated because. Oh yeah. It what, was like when was it? Two thousand like three. It was early two thousands when some jokes were yeah, still okay that, are, that are obviously not. But aside yeah. from that, a really funny show, which her character added a lot to, I think. Totally. Just, just like one of my favorite quotes. There's okay, so I'm just gonna describe this scene as she um. 
<laughs> basically she's like talking about how she like loves her children equally in front of a group of people <laughs> and then it cuts to like an aside for saying i don't care for job which is like her <laughs> oldest son and i think that quote is just so funny her whole face is just like oh yeah very no i mean. can picture it <laughs> it's so fun i don't know why it's just like my favorite quote mm-hmm. even though it's i don't care for job like i don't know it's just so funny <laughs> i don't even remember quotes that often it's just that one sticks out of my mind it's it's hilarious but yeah she's she's iconic and rest um, in peace rest in peace seriously and um her daughter was the one who you know reported this um Mm -hmm. and um they did not reveal how she passed away but i don't think that's important to honor her legacy you know if that makes sense um but yeah jessica walter amazing you has anyone here ever seen that movie play misty for me no unfortunately not but i'll have to get to it yeah I would love to see her as a stalker character. I feel like she'd be really good. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> She's good at, like, these um, very, uh, I guess, cruel characters. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> no, she she did do that well, especially in, like, Archer, thinking yeah. about it with, uh, oh, wow. I don't I don't even remember the character's name, but, oh, yeah. man. A long it's time really... ago. I've only seen bits of Archer. I've definitely heard her voice when someone else has been playing in the background, but I never sat down and watched it, but I'm sure she's just as great as on. Oh yeah. It's honest. It's kind of a similar Mm -hmm. character, except she's also the head of a spy scene. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So we're going to take a little bit of a break here on the morning buzz and we'll be back in a few minutes. Good morning. Welcome back to the morning buzz. If you just woke up or if you're just tuning in, you're listening to 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair. It's a Friday edition of the Morning Buzz, and I'm Leslie Gallagher, joined by my co-host, Jake Getz. Jake, you're muted. Jake, what? Getz. No, I'm not. Jake Getz is still muted. Anyway, <laughs> and our newscaster at Broadhead, and our sportscaster Kim Martin, and our entertainment Trevor Joya. Howdy, not- howdy! I'm oh, back. Oh, I'm so sorry, guys. Hi. I'm back. Talk? I'm so sorry. I don't know. I forgot to hit the button thingy. Um, Hello. <laughs> off my game today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's the, Leslie, it's the weather. The weather is getting to you. The weather is getting to me. It's not. It's not a sunny day. It's totally my head. fine. Oh, man. I can't believe I just like went with that. Oh, You're no. just like, I'm not muted. <laughs> you can't hear me. They can't hear me. <laughs> Zoom issues. Actually, yeah. wait, no, that wasn't a Zoom issue. That was that was a me issue. I can't oh, play yeah. Zoom. Sorry. <laughs> Oh boy, that was almost <laughs> disappointed. I'm disappointed. Okay. Myself. Well, anyways, Trevor. Anyway, yeah, I'm back. You're back. You weren't yeah. here last week, but yeah, you're back I now. I'm. I wasn't here last week, but we have a lot of entertainment news. We have a bunch. I won't talk about the certain thing that happened this week, but um, the deadline reports that the um, Sony prediction, Sony's PlayStation Productions is doing a Ghost of Tsushima movie with John Wick's Chad Siskowski directing it. So if you're if you've ever seen if you've ever played that game, you know it's visually beautiful and all that stuff and very cinematic. Probably at some point we'll probably get a movie eventually, but probably not right now. Mm-hmm. But if John Wick's Chad Siskowski is behind it, it's going to look really good. It's going to be phenomenal to watch. Yo, and that story in that game is phenomenal too. If if wow. if it's if it's the John Wick director, it's gonna be phenomenal. It's gonna be mm. if you've ever seen John Wick, it's gonna be probably one of the best like 
it's going to be like Akira Kurosawa. I hope it is. Yeah, I know that. I know John Wick received a lot of high praise. Too, it's it's so. a good movie. It is. Yeah, no, movie. I need to. I haven't gotten to it. I'm awful. It deserves the high praise. It deserves it. But in other news, Hollywood, we got the first ever. We got the last announcement announcement for the team up movie for the t- the Black Adam Rock, the Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie, Black Adam. Mm-hmm. We got our character announcement for who's going to play Dr. Fate is going to be Probably Pierce Brosnan. It's going to be Pierce Brosnan. Oh, the, wow. the James Bond from the early 2000s. He looks like he's going to be phenomenal in the role. He looks like Dr. Fate. If you're any type of Marvel, if you're any type of DC fan, this film, from what I've heard about it, it looks really good. It looks surprisingly good. It's gonna and, be so weird to see that guy in a in a Marvel movie. I no, in like, a DC movie. In a DC movie. Oh, uh, in a superhero movie. Whatever. Yeah, in a superhero <laughs> movie. Yeah, it's gonna be weird to see him, but he's I, Black Adam is one of those characters that's gonna be also very interesting to watch because he's not technically a hero. Ooh, is he like an anti? Yeah, he's an anti-hero. Yeah, he's gonna be very compelling to watch. Um. You know, yeah, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to watch. I think it's coming out in 20, I think production starting in April for the movie. Ooh, that's pretty soon. So, yeah, they're going to start production and we'll probably know more. Well, I'll probably try to keep you guys updated about it. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) the, The big, one of the other news pieces is the fact that Deadline reports that Jamie, Jamie Clement and Taco Watiti's show spin-off show of What We Do in the Shadows, Wellington Paranormal is coming to CW and the HBO Max in a joint acquisition deal. So that sounds wow. interesting. So if you've ever seen the original What We Do in the Shadows, remember there's two um, police officers who come to the house? I've never actually seen it. I've so. never seen the movie. I'm so sorry. There's, <laughs> there's a really funny scene with the two police officers at the house. And it's really funny. It's really hilarious to me. Okay. And it's the scene that's so funny. And they're getting their own, and their show came back. I think they did a spinoff show back in 2018. I first mm. heard about it. Oh, yeah. I think, it, yeah, it turned into a show. Yeah. Not the FX show, but the show, this was a show actually back in New Zealand that they did. Oh, wow. I, that's how much up to date that is. <laughs> And, and and it was a really funny show from what I saw of it. There's the opening scene basically has a scene where the two police officers are trying to help a a person who got exer- who was exercised. Oh, it's really funny. It's, I, it's so it's so I funny. You said exercise. Yeah, someone was exercising and the police no, had to no, intervene. No, I was like, why is that interesting? <laughs> no, it's just, yeah, it's not just, that type it, of exercise. It's, it's really funny. It's really and it's like. We have the small folder, <laughs> and it's about this big, and it's big old paranormal. I'm oh. like, I love this. I love New Zealand accents. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just, it just Zealand looks Paris. so funny. But the big news is the fact that National Treasure is finally getting a TV series. What? Plus. Oh, my yes. God. You got Cam's attention. <laughs> huh? Variety officially reported <laughs> that the cast, that the National Treasure series is a go. We don't know when it will release, but we know that they're working on it. 
That's awesome. Nah. That I mean, feel like National Treasure is going to lend itself so then, well to a TV show. Nah, does that mean, does they're, that mean, does that mean Nicolas Cage is coming back? Then it means Nicolas Nick Cage is coming back. Let's Portland. go. What else is he doing? And Honestly. He's, and he's also like um, the original writer is coming back to write the show as well. Wait. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sorry. We're, I'm just getting from our producer that he has never seen National Treasure. I'm like wondering how. How? I feel like How that was like literally like National Treasure. I don't think I ever like wanted to see National Treasure. Not, like not that I like have anything <laughs> against it, but I don't think I ever actively like sought out National Treasure. But I feel like just by like just kind of happened. Yeah, yeah, like it, whether oh, it's, it's school, whether it's like I don't know, that's like the go-to movie to show kids. Yeah. You it's, know, it's one. I mean, of I've the never best seen movies. it either. I, I love it. I love it. I'm in that <laughs> boat too. I've never. Seen I love crazy. this movie. I love this movie. I it feel is, like I saw this in school like seven times. I don't know. It's so Honestly. good. It's so good. It's one of those movies that actually, the first one is good. The second one's okay, but it has mm. a good moments. And to me, it's really awesome and stuff. And I can't wait to see what they're going to do with the TV series. They're going to probably explore the family of, of National Treasure a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like, do you no. think like for you guys that have seen it, are you worried that it'll be like, a little bit boring. repetitive or boring if you've you know um, seen the chain of well, movies that the tv show will um, be i don't know not to be mean but the i feel like the series has always been kind of dumb so it, even if it is kind of bad it's like it could it's be always, bad in a kind of campy it's, way it's, it's it's always been this like yeah sort it's of kind like, of goofy so yeah. like well it, in a sort of not self-aware type of way i don't know um but i i don't know um i feel like as long as they introduce some clever stuff with the mystery and um it has a good premise yeah um because i guess um i don't know that's the thing with the first movie it has such a good premise like with the declaration of independence and how that's kind of like the focus um it's so i think if they're able to do something like that again with the tv show yeah that could be really good yeah yeah it's gonna be very it's gonna be very interesting to watch it don't try too hard don't try too hard Uh, yeah no that's yeah already the, y'all but we're gonna i'm so sorry to cut you off you're, Trevor, fine, you're fine we're gonna move on to a very exciting interview it's a pre-recorded interview that myself and patrina geiger led we interviewed heather o'rourke from wabc news which was very exciting so we will be playing that and also one note is you know as me leslie gallagher is from the friday buzz and patrina geiger is from the monday buzz so you can always, if you would like to, tune in. To, I mean, you should tune in to Every Day of the Buzz. But if you'd like to hear more of Petrina, <laughs> she's always on the Monday. <laughs> or she's on the Monday every other Monday. Yeah. That's so confusing. Gotta keep up with the Buzz canon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, hello, I'm Petrina Geiger. And I'm Leslie Gallagher. And you're listening to The Morning Buzz on 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair in New Jersey. Today, we're sitting down on Zoom with Heather O'Rourke, who has been working at WABC as a traffic anchor for 28 years. Heather, how are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Good to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me. We're so excited mm-hmm. to chat with you because you're, you're you know, in the field that we're, you know, thinking of pursuing. So it's really awesome to see you be a successful woman in this field. Um, before we get into the questions, would you mind giving me like a, a rundown of maybe your typical day at your job? 
Sure, I can start by what time I wake up in the morning and then you might change your mind about what you want to do with your lives. I'm totally kidding. Now I wake up at two o'clock in the morning. After I get my hair and my makeup, then I go into the studio and I have to fire up all my computers because I have two computers, one PC where I get my traffic information and the other one, which are my maps for my traffic reports. And um, I get myself all settled. I get mic'd up. I get my IFB on. And then we're on the air at 4.30. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's funny how you say you, you wake up at 2 a.m. And I think that's when most college students are like starting to go to sleep. <laughs> I know. I was once one of you. Trust me. That's why I said, you know, this is like completely opposite of who I ever was and who I ever thought I was going to be. I was always a night owl. So now I'm just on the opposite side of night, <laughs> night going into morning. It's, it's crazy. Huge it's hard. Lifestyle change this hard. But do you, do you like it? 100%. Yeah. Um, I, I love my job. I hate my hours, but yeah. it is nice that I do not have anybody. The only people on the road with me are a lot of truckers and then hmm. people that probably shouldn't be out driving. Um, so the commute is very easy. Um, I do get out of work by 9 a.m. So on most days I'm home by 10. Some days I have to stay later, but for the most part, it's you're you're done at nine or ten, but you are exhausted by 6 p.m. Wow. That's yeah. <laughs> That's something I can never imagine. <laughs> Have you gotten used to like those sleeping hours at all? Like, are you just used to like going to sleep and then waking up at like two in the morning? <laughs> uh, no, I can't say that I'm used to them. I don't think you could ever get used to this because it's very difficult to adjust to the weekends because by Friday you are so tired and you want to be part of life. Mm -hmm. So you have to try to nap and then try to rally. So yeah. right. that especially sounds hard with, um, it really is. Sounds hard with having a family too, because they probably want to do things with you during the day. And that's normally when you're really tired. Um, a, a really big yeah. question of uh, something that I've always considering my own future is like family and career balance and you know, as a woman in media, who's clearly like very busy, how do you find that balance? My husband is very supportive. For example, our kids are teenagers now, and I kind of feel like it was easier when they were younger because hmm. everything's easier when you're not a teenager, obviously. <laughs> teenager yeah, is kind of difficult. <laughs> um, but I go to bed at six and there's a lot that goes on in our house that I'm not even aware of it happening. I know it's happening where my son plays hockey. He plays lacrosse. My daughter's a swimmer. So they have practice and meets and games late at night. So I just go about my night sleeping and he goes about his night driving them wherever they need to be. And it just works out. So I'm happy that I have a partner who is here parenting with me where it's not just me having to do everything it's important who you choose to spend your life with very important <laughs> right so so glad that that worked out though are your kids um young so okay so my kids are 17 and 14 and in my mind obviously that's still young however um it just makes it th things a little bit easier makes them a little bit more independent which makes it easier on us yeah 
yeah that's good it's it's so interesting to me because I feel like a lot of um I don't know just women careers in general feel like they have to choose between family and work but it's it's amazing how you've been able to have that balance and having a life partner that supports you and lets you you know live out your dreams if that makes sense absolutely and in this business I don't you do not come across I have not come across any women who feel like they need to sacrifice their career for their family. I feel like everybody is just, I don't know if you guys watch the show on Netflix. It's called Firefly Lane. Did you see it yet? I've heard about it, but I have not seen it. It's also a book. <laughs> it's also a book, but there is, there is a character in that book and in that show. And they're basically saying how somebody who goes into the news business or broadcast business um, they are, um, this is not a career. This is a lifestyle and it really does become like a lifestyle. You're changing your, your, your completely opposite of everybody else. As far as your working hours are, they're not your typical nine to five hours. And, you know, this basically goes for broadcast journalism in my opinion. And, um, you, you have to change your whole lifestyle to do what you're doing. And if you're passionate about it, then it just becomes what it is. I, I can't even, I don't even know what it's like to work a nine to five job because I started my job when I was in college. Yeah. You're doing it for a not long. working. Yeah. And not working for ABC per se. I started mm -hmm. and I don't, and I don't, and I actually work for a network. So I am a contracted employee that works at ABC. So I've done radio, television, and I've done news, I've done traffic, and it's, it's really cool. And it's just my lifestyle. Yeah, I, it's definitely different being in media, all the weird hours or you might have to work. It's a relief. It's like a, it's like a weight off my shoulders for you to say that uh, pretty much every woman in your field hasn't had to choose. Because I always, hear that people have to choose but maybe maybe that's just not true maybe that's just a myth or more, more women are choosing not to choose if that makes sense <laughs> yeah i i think you're absolutely right i think that's what it is we're why would we have to choose we don't have to you know yeah. in the past if they felt that way but their husbands didn't have to choose or their life partner didn't have to choose then to me there's something wrong there right right yeah and you said you got your start in college. So how, how did that all start? How did you get into this field? And especially, you know, being in college, was that difficult? Well, I was doing an internship and my first internship, I just didn't really, it wasn't a good fit for me. So I pursued another internship. It was in the same field though, as traffic. I was like, okay, I'll try traffic, whatever. So I actually have a really good story if you want to hear how I got my internship. Yes. Yeah. You want to hear it? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Okay. I called the director of operations for what was then called Metro Networks. No, it was called Metro Traffic. I was a Rutgers student. I had to do an internship. I called and I called and he wasn't returning my phone calls. Um, they were located to World Trade Center. So I kept calling and this one guy who kept answering the phone said, you know what you need to do is you just need to get on a train and come here and just lie and say you have a job interview. And I did that. I got on a train. I 
took the train from New Brunswick to New York City by myself, which I'd never done before. And I think I was 21 at the time. And I went up to the 21st floor and I knocked on the door and I said I had an interview with him. And I didn't. And I sat down and I talked to him. And he said, all right, well, you have a great voice. When can you start? I said, right now. And he said, good. One of my producers called out sick. Can you type? I said, yes. And he goes, okay, I need you to go start producing. And that's how I got my internship. Wow. So my company that I worked for at the time, <laughs> yeah, my company at the time was Metro Traffic. Then it became Metro Networks. Then we became Westwood One. Then it became Metro. Uh, then it became, now it's total traffic. I'm sure there were other names along the way. So during my tenure, since I was 21 years old, beginning as an intern, I was a producer and then I was an airborne reporter. And then I started doing um, news for the former WPLJ on a fill-in basis. And then I was doing TV, one other, another television station from our offices on Fifth Avenue. And then when we moved over to Rutherford, I was doing ABC TV in the afternoon from our Rutherford stations. And then in 20, 11, 2013, I think it was 2013, no, 2012, ABC decided they wanted me to move to their studios and I was working in the afternoons. And then in 2013, I think it was January of 2013, they said, we now want you to start work in the mornings. And I've been doing it traffic in the mornings for WABC TV since 2013. So there were wow. many different roles that I've played and the reason why I tell this story is because I didn't know what I wanted to do, but whenever I was asked, hey, do you want to try this? Do you want to give this a try? Do you want to give that a try? I would say absolutely. So it is so important. Single hat on, hat on, try this hat on. Just try it on because you know what? You might find one that really fits you the best. And there's no harm in it too. You just try it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work, but at least you tried. My father said to me, I don't know how you're going to do traffic. You can't find your way out of a paper bag. So challenge accepted, dad. <laughs> Wanted to prove him wrong. <laughs> exactly. All right. So Heather, I wanted to ask you um, a question about um, how important it is for women to have like roles in the media and um, what impact it has on women. Um, well, you know, let's go back to what you were saying earlier about women having to choose career over family. If you didn't see a presence of women in media, then you wouldn't, you would just think that this is how it's supposed to be. So I think that that breaks opinions and says, this is not the one opinion. This is not the way that everything works. It works this way. It works that way. It can work out differently for everybody. And it's good that we have a presence so that we can prove to people who are students or young women or young girls who aren't women yet, who are just girls sitting on their, their family room floor watching television in the morning and they see, hey, there's a woman on TV and I can do that someday. It's definitely super important to, you know, have that woman role model in, uh, in the media. So 
you know, right, like you said, like a young uh, girl who would want to become that someday. Like, I know, like, I, I love, I, I'm honestly a huge fan of watching the news and stuff. So, like, seeing women, like, on the news and, like, just being there to represent, like, it, it's really comforting to me. Um, it's just, mm-hmm. it's more enjoyable to watch knowing that someday I want to be some, uh, someone that's, like, that same role model for other girls. I'm looking forward to seeing you on my screen one day, Katrina. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) I know before you were talking about a little bit of putting yourself out there and putting on all these different hats and how in your story you were, you know, calling him over and over. And then at some point you just went in and, you know, saw the person who eventually hired you. Along those lines, what other advice would you have for other young women looking to get into media and I guess any other young girls watching you? I think it, it goes back to where I was saying that you just have to try so many different things. I, I, would, I would hate for somebody to go into media and say, all right, I wanna be on camera doing the evening news, but that might not work out and it may not happen right away. So yeah. go see what it's like to be a producer. Go see what it's like to be a writer. Go see what it's like to be a director. Try that, try that out because that might be a better fit for you. Nothing in obviously media. I don't want to um, downplay anybody's role in the media. Um, but to understand how something works, for example, a television news program, in order to know how that works, it's good to know everything that's going on behind the scenes. So yeah. how does a director direct talent? How does a writer right how does an executive producer decide what stories are going to get into the news program yeah it's like when they they tell filmmakers um take an acting class so that you know how to actually you know direct and show people how you want them to show an emotion you have to be able to try it yourself even if you're not good at it so i feel like that kind of relates to that Knowing and that I it. actually took acting classes when I was in college. So I think that that helped out too, just because you oh, really. really have to know how to, you have to be comfortable in front of an audience and not everybody has done it, obviously, but there are two people on our show that I know for sure that took acting classes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> another question. Um, what can women allies working in an industry uh, do to make sure that they're represented and respected in their own workplace? Loaded um, question, I know. <laughs> that's, that's a tough question for me to answer for other people, but I know for myself that I try not to compete. I'm not competing with anybody that I'm working with. They're my coworkers. They're my, my friends. They're my teammates. Um, I think it's important to try to drop that stereotype of competition and right because I feel like that just breeds negative um, feelings that, that other people may have about women working together or mm-hmm. negative views, I should say. Um, so I think it's important for us to hold each other up and recognize each other's talents and celebrate them. Yeah, women supporting women because it's, yeah. it's not a competition. I mean... I feel like uh, they always say that media is, it's a hard industry and you do have to work hard to get to where you want to be. Like you said, take every opportunity and just go for it. But, you know, you can't be fighting against your own 
no people. Way. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It's, it just, I, I, I like mm -hmm. your mindset a lot. I admire it. Yes. Thank you. But that's not to say that men aren't competing too, but right. we're discussing women right now. So <laughs> it's important to lift each other up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, Heather, um, I think a good way to wrap up, what advice would you give to other younger women working in the industry who are about to um, become like a media professional? Okay, well, my biggest advice is um, be strong. Don't give up when things are not going exactly the path that you want them or expecting them to go on because not every path is straight. You're not going to find this point A to point B perfect line you're going to have to be diverted and that's okay but persevere and maybe if that one path that you expected to take isn't going the way you want it to go go to the other side go see what that other path is has for you because that might be a better path thank you so much for sitting down with us heather i feel like very i don't know uplifted by your words and your advice and everything that you've said today I'm sure Katrina feels the same. It's It was lovely talking to you. So thank you for joining us here on The Morning Buzz. Oh, thank, thank you, you so for much. having me and good luck to you guys. And you know, hopefully I'll be passing you in the hallways someday. Oh yeah, maybe, just yes. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Heather. Thank You're you. welcome. And just a reminder to anyone tuning in, you've been listening to The Morning Buzz on 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair.